The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels with your host, Dee Lee. It is common for all of us to take things for granted, the familiar in our daily lives. For example, our home, our job, our health, our relationships with family and friends and pets. By paying attention and polishing your own life gems, you can add your light to life. And that creates a mighty gem. On today's program, you will learn how paying attention to the small things can make your life mighty. So polish the facets of the extraordinary jewels around you by joining your host, Dee Lee. Learn how being mighty is possible when you polish the extraordinary jewels in your life. Now, here is your host, Dee Lee. Welcome to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels. My name is Dee Lee, and today I'm here with my guest host, Lynn Sherell. We're doing a um, focus today on sparkling nugget of flow, and... With our focus on being empowered, most of us are a bit more awake than we used to be and are starting to really look around within ourselves and outside of ourselves. In our Mighty Gems series, we have been taking a close look at ourselves within and also now outside of ourselves from a higher perspective. And we're really looking for a balanced reflective. Today, we are discussing the sparkling nugget of flow. Now, most humans today live a normal life existence in a daily state of being overwhelmed. There are so many distractions and bright, shiny objects that it can be hard to actually see what's in front of you. As a result, it's easy to operate with blinders in place and be numb about your life. Sometimes we even become asleep or immune to the potentials within and the realities around us for living a more joy-filled existence. The antidote is to simply start paying attention to the state of our own mindset, along with acknowledgement of where we are operating within our life experiences, and also being awake to see what is possible. We have a, a very um, profound, I think it's a profound um, quote by Jonathan Lockwood Huey, which uh, has to do with the river of life. And when you think about it, the river of life has no meaning, no good, no bad, no better, no worse, no love. No hate, no fear, no anger, no joy. The river of life has no judgment, no expectation. The river of life just is. There is nothing to do. There is nothing to say. There is nothing to think. There is nothing to feel. The river just flows. The river is the source of all nourishment, the source of all obstacles. The river is the source of all life, the source of all death. The river is the source of all joy and the source of all sorrow. Yet the river has no joy and the river has no sorrow. The river is just the river. One can flow harmoniously with the river or one can struggle fearfully against the river. And the river just flows. 
One can accept the river, or one can deny the river, and the river just flows. One can worship the river of life, or one can curse the river of life, and the river just flows. There is nothing to do, and the river flows. There is nothing to say, and the river flows. There is nothing to think, and the river flows. There is nothing to feel, and the river flows. The river flows, and all else is our drama. The river flows, and all else is our invention. So that's a pretty interesting poem. Very profound. When you take a really close look at the river of life, it can be viewed as rather complex. I mean, it's a flowing river. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Or you can break it down into more compact elements. You can be the creator and master of your own life. You can direct the flow um, by doing different things. Or, or nature can, can change the direction of the flow with um, dramatic effect with, you know, some of the weather patterns. It is really possible with shifting perspectives of your mindset and lifelong habits that need to be viewed to find out, you know, what's really serving you still. Interestingly, um, as I was contemplating the poetry, because I'm a poem, poet myself, um, it became so simple. You know, it, it, it was so, you know, life feels complex every day in some ways. All the decisions we have to make and how we move from thing to thing and the, our focus. But really, it is so simple. And part of this flow process um, is very simple. It's being in the flow. And so having fun with the concept of a river, um, we were talking about building our flow boat. (laughs) (laughs) So we're having a bit fun here. And also the river flows, even if we're building a boat. Um, And the flow really is, when you tune to it, is the abundance. You know, the flow is really already there it the river flows so as being a muser i'm looking at it going hmm what do we muse about here do you feel abundantly rich with love with joy and with prosperity do you feel you're connected to an unlimited source of energy because that's part of the flow And when you really look at all of the universal energy system and abundance, it's out there and available and is already here for us. So basically our unique life experiences are all different and yet, you know, the result we get is very dependent upon our individual alignment. And how do we... Uh, vibrate with the flow or interpret the system uh, from our own perspective. Do you have any thoughts on that, Lynn? Oh, because gosh, I know yeah. your background's feng shui, and I, that there's so much um, having to do with alignment and cleansing and focus on systems and clarity. It's pretty interesting. Oh, very interesting. Really, for me, feng shui is one tiny piece of it. I mean, this what this concept is really describing is how to be one with life. If you are in resistance to any part of life, you are blocking something. Everything 
always exists to bring you to your next best level. And when you recognize that, then you flow with it instead of fighting it. So it's about abundance, but it's abundance in everything. So even if there's something happening that you're not really too excited about, you know, sitting in a traffic jam or, you know, you uh, had a, I don't know, a discussion with someone you care for, you know, it's, those are all Uh, designed to bring us to our next best level. And so you get to look at yourself in those moments and say, wait a second, is it more important for me to be right or more important for me to enjoy life? So, you know, that's a different kind of abundance. Um, You know, so flow is a state of being within that allows you to meet what life is bringing you. And life is always constantly dynamically changing. It is arising and creating itself in every moment. So the river just flows. So are you going to try and stop the river? (laughs) (laughs) Really, that's the bottom line. You know, you've got to make that choice. Are you going to try to, you know, be that one single mere mortal who's going to hold back the force of all creation or are you going to step aside, turn around, and surf it? You know, you can you can point your boat upstream and see how far you get, or you can point it downstream and go with what's happening. So, you know, where do you want to put your energy? That's really, you know, uh, sometimes you need, if you want to cross the river, you know, instead of going up or down, you just want to get across it. Sometimes you have to have a little resistance, but it's not that you're trying to stop the river. You're just trying to, to move through it as opposed to, against it. So uh, it's all different ways of looking at it. Um, I think Abraham Hicks said that, uh, again, life is a river and uh, it doesn't matter where you get into it with your boat, just get in. So it doesn't matter yeah. if you're further upstream or downstream, just put your boat in the river and go. <laughs> just get moving. Well, Eckhart Tolle said, always say yes to the present moment. What could be more futile, more insane than to create inner resistance to what already is? What could be more insane than oppose life itself? I mean, it, the river flows, which is now and always now. Surrender to what is. Say yes to life and see how life suddenly starts working for you rather than against you. It's so true. Just and, say yes. Make it easy. <laughs> Make it easy on yourself. <laughs> and a lot of this is paying attention. We've we've been discussing uh, paying attention almost in every series show, um, and it's really uh, paying attention to how we show up in the moment. And when we are more aware of ourselves and in our connection to ourselves, we're we're really. Um, vibrating and connecting and basically the the response here is that we reflect from our inside to our outside and if we even if we don't really know that we're doing it this way we are really attracting more of what we are flowing along with so um, we do have a capacity to flow and experience expanded love light Joy, well-being, creativity, exuberance, positivity, prosperity, gratitude, and all kinds of possibilities with unlimited flow and abundance. And here we are. We put our foot in the in our in our way of the flow, or we block it from a, a past situation because we think we know. And that's unfortunate because when we block it, you know, it's like we're 
stopping a lot of um, process going on, too, in our own life that really could benefit us. Well, we're just in our own way. Mm-hmm. It's like we're standing, you know, we're, we're, you know, we look at the clouds and go, wow, the sun is gone. It's never coming back. You know, that's it's kind of what we do. It's our perception. Or, you know, if we, uh, you know, if we stand with the sun behind us, then there is no shadow. We turn around, we see the shadow and we're like, oh my gosh, what just happened? Well, nothing changed. It's just your orientation. Well, and in that orientation, if you think about it, um, it's like, what are you orienting to? Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's like the flow part. And um, Marianne Williamson said, something amazing happens when we surrender and just love. We melt into another world, a realm of power already within us. The world changes when we change. The world softens when we soften. The world loves us when we choose to love the world. Mm-hmm. And that's another really profound um, expression, I think. Oh, yeah. Wayne Dyer said something, and I'm paraphrasing here, but he said something like, you know, kind people live in a kind world. Hostile people live in a hostile world. Same world. You know, it's 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 up to us. How are we relating to what's happening in our lives? You know, I, uh, I had an interesting situation the other day where I was doing something in my business and I was impatient about it. And I got called out on it. A friend of mine said, gosh, you're so impatient. And she was making it sound like I was wrong for being impatient. But I thought, you know, wait a second. I'm, you know, I mean, yeah, I'm a catalyst. Things happen fast. But, you know, it's it's kind of untoward for me to be that impatient about something. And I thought, oh, well, that's my sign. I'm not supposed to be doing that anymore. That's all. You know, you have to notice when your own inner GPS is trying to point you toward being in the flow. If you're like impatient or upset or angry or what, something's wrong, you know, you're, uh, it's, it's energy that is trying to generate a new outcome for you. If you simply get out of your own way and flow with it. Well, and that's your emotional guidance system. It is. Mm-hmm. We all have it. It's just, are we aware of it? And it's mm-hmm. just like the river again. It flows. And, you know, it's interesting. There have been so many um, over the years. I mean, there's been so much written about a lot of these topics, you know, both in literature and poetry and observations and theories and on and on. And it's so interesting how simple it really is. And you read a lot of uh, things that people have written, and they can make it so complex. And We like it to be complex. We humans like it to be difficult. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and what that creates is a bumpy spot. You know, you feel like you're in a boat. You want to be in a rubber boat so you can go, you know, diving up and over. Um, but you don't want to have it poke a hole in your boat. Um, but essentially, it's it's really flowing with your personal attitudes and habits and experiences. And because of all of these um, opportunities, um, we can put our stop up. And we can unplug something and let our beliefs lack lack of belief and belief of lack <laughs> put a hole in our our boat. Mm-hmm. And pretty soon we will have our brakes on because the rocks are coming up and the water is flowing into the boat rather than us flowing on top of the river. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a... hung up on stuff. 
What's you up? Know, our, we get hung up on stuff. Our beliefs of um, about our lives are the things that we sometimes have to navigate <laughs> because, mm-hmm. you know, it's not necessarily that we're creating a smooth life for ourselves. I, I see people get in their way over and over and over again, doing the same things over and over and over. Uh, one of my uh, clients, I have, she is a wonderful woman, very intelligent, on her game, you know, nobody to, you know, mess with. And yet she continues continues to run right straight into the brick wall. I see it. I can tell her about it. I point it out. <laughs> she knows it's there. And she does it literally over and over and over again. And her brick wall is that she needs to be so busy that she just can't breathe. And then she complains about it. So this is someone who will go for, uh, she, you know, she'll be in a PhD program while she's teaching a class, while she's taking another class on the side, while she's running a, a, her household single-handedly because her husband travels for business all the time. Like, you know, then she gets all that out of the way and then she turns around and she does it again. <laughs> you know, oh, she, no. <laughs> it's just, you know, so you can see when people are doing that. You can see when people get in their own way. But we ourselves cannot always see that. And that's why we need each other to help us gain perspective on the beliefs and the rocks that we're creating in our own path because we can't always see them. Other people can see them real clearly, but they're in our blind spot. So we need people to help us to, to guide us. Well, and interestingly, the uh, observation, too, is that uh, we don't see them, but we can feel them. (laughs) I mean, that's our energy system. Mm -hmm. And Karen Hackle said, you need to trust to surrender to ask for guidance. Go within for the answers. They're within you. You have the answers. All you need to do is ask. And that's coming back to, and the river flows. Mm -hmm. So... How do we really focus in this complex world we live in? You know, a simple natural reminder every morning is the timing and pattern of the sun. It is timed ideally, and um, I guess I I accept this, the morning time because I'm up early, and I love the, the quiet and the connection um, of the pattern of the seasons and the changes. And if I, if you really think about it for a reminder, that's a pretty big reminder uh, because it's – even if the sun is obstructed from view, we know that it's still there. We know it didn't disappear. And we don't have to worry about us having to go out and find it or light a match and it, it explodes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, basically the light is illuminating the world in all directions and brings clarity and focus from the night's cloak of darkness. And so there, there's a lot of poetry with this too. But you don't have to do anything. You know, it's, it's just there. And it, as it wakes up and expands, you know, nature awakens. It's, it's like the flower opening wide for whatever light and warmth is available in the, the moment that they connect. And that's something that, um, you know, I think is really... Um, another one of the comments of flow <laughs> is playing with the words, you know, and flowers are flowers. So Jim Carrey said, flowers don't worry about how they're going to bloom. They just open up and turn toward the light, and that makes them beautiful. And on that note, I think we're going to uh, be beautiful and take a break. Have you ever met a muse? 
or consider the possibility that you are a muse and didn't know it? A muse inspires creativity, happiness, and imagination. And that's something we need every day to feel fulfilled in life. The challenge is that most media focuses on negativity. But now there is a place for you and other musers to connect with positive energy, new possibilities, and personal growth. Join www.themightymuser.com to discover curated content designed to bring you to your best self. Becoming a muser will have a direct effect on how you feel. And as you feel good, your life is good. Join themightymuser.com. It's the choice that can change everything. Are you interested in actualizing your potential to be, do, and have more? If yes, then consider this your invitation. Intellike dates back to Aristotle, who used the word to describe the potential of a thing becoming itself. For example, a kitten has the intellike to become a cat. So what is human intellike? It's about discovering your destiny to live your freedom. Discover who you really are through one of the programs at www.humanintellike.com. Be who you are here to be. And remember, your life is a powerful expression of potential. Whether you activate that for its highest good or not is your choice. www.humanintellike.com. That's human, E-N-T-E-L-E-C-H-Y.com. are listening to Mighty Gems, Spotlighting Everyday Jewels with Dee Lee. To reach the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send us an email to jewels at mightygems.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to Mighty Gems. Um, we're having a lot of fun with the um, kind of a visual in our minds of building a flow boat. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's a nugget, you know, basically being in the flow. And Abraham Hicks from a workshop in the Law of Attractions, you know, he was teaching um, in July of 2006. And a lot of his information is so, you know, it's, it's un. I mean, you really don't have to put a date on it because it's so apropos for any moment. The achievement of anything that you desire must be considered success, whether it is a trophy or money or relationships or things. But if you let your standard of success be your achievement of joy, everything else will fall easily into place. For in the finding of joy, you're finding vibrational alignment with the resources of the universe. And the energy just flows. You know, it comes back to the poem. And so as we really align with this infinite creative source energy, um, there's really no limits on ourselves. I mean, it's almost like we move over to one direction saying, okay, we have no limit. And we will experience this feeling when our vibration matches the state of our creative expression. And with that expression comes manifestation. And it's when we fall back into old habits and ways of thinking, we get pulled back the other direction because we get so um, out of balance or our boat is kind of moving along in the wrong, maybe we took a, you know, a trip down another river. <laughs> But if we're sensing 
that we have lack or limited beliefs and we're, we're now limiting our focus, not just being in the flow. And if we aren't paying attention where we're going, you know, we can end up in some kind of unwanted state of lack because a focus on lack attracts more lack. And due to the like um, principle, you know, it like attracts like, whether it be lack or lack, like. <laughs> That's a mouthful. <laughs> so it's really understanding some, some core principles and, again, breaking them down into some simple focus. And it's really important to understand that what you really want in your life, I mean, a lot of times we just kind of flippantly say, well, I want to be happy or I want this or I want that. And it becomes almost like an attitude of um, consumerism. You know, I, I don't want to go that direction, but it's more from the, the standpoint of you start making those kind of comments. You know, you're, you're looking at, um, you know, what is something that is unlimited you know, you're putting some limit on it because you're identifying with something that um, should be limited less. And it's an attitude, too. So as you connect within yourself, um, there's a lot of different unraveling sometimes that can happen because you haven't gone through the experience of really being unlimited. And things can get buried and there there's a lot of fear factors that you can relate to that, you know, the inner fear that you have um, can actually be a limiting and a lack uh, process. So, you, it can trigger emotional thinking that um, is, you know, focused on different things in certain ways. And that kind of limiting can create a ripple effect in other areas of your life. So, interestingly, our experience, experiences can be different even with an actual event in the same location. So, it depends really on your focus and your attention. So, if you're going around a location that you've been, um, really stop and pay attention to your, your emotional energy system and how you feel. So, like, if you walked into a, a natural setting that's, you know, very much an, a feeling of wandering a path through nature, if you stop and really connect to it um, and pay attention to the scenery, how it feels, what does it smell like, do you hear birds, maybe it's quiet, maybe it's windy, um, how does that change if you walk into the same scenery with a mind set that is focused on situations that might be pulling up fears or stresses or overwhelm or and like when you, if you walk in the woods and you're like oh wait somebody's gonna be behind the tree and they're gonna jump out and get me or you know i heard stories on the news that there's you know um bad people around or whatever you know <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like, if you fill your mind that there's some assailant or some ninja that's going to come out and get you, then your walk is going to be very different than if you're feeling confident. Um, and, you know, it occurred to me when you were saying that about, um, you know, your our experiences can be different being at the same event. It's like walking into, a, you know, go to a conference. If you um, consider being the speaker and then consider being an audience member, you're in the same room and you're having a completely different experience because you can't see.
see what's behind you. You only see what's in front of you. So just that shift in perspective changes everything. So none of us can have the exact same experience. We can share some, you know, they say that going to a movie is a really intimate experience emotionally because the 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 um, filmmaker has designed the movie to evoke certain emotions, but uh, you know, in the most most times, you really are not able to um, have the same experience, even if you're at the same event at the same time. Um, and as you said, it depends on your mindset as to what you're going to process from it, no matter where you are. It's mindset and expectation, because if you start out with a mindset that you've got this pool of lack or pool of whatever attitude that's negative or I consider mindless, you know, if you're, if you're in this scene and you're not really paying attention and you're not tuned into your senses, you know, you can, you can basically uh, miss so much of the simple pleasure that goes along with this simple process of the walk. <laughs> yeah, so it's, we'll it's, like getting in the, it's like getting in the river, you know, the yeah. river just flows, the, the path is there, it's, it's just there, it's simple. Mm-hmm. Well, and Veronica Tugaleva said, the most dangerous way we sabotage ourselves is by waiting for the perfect moment to begin. Nothing works perfectly the first time or the first 50 times. Everything has a learning curve. The beginning is just that, a beginning. Surrender your desire to do it flawlessly on the first try. It's not possible. Learn to learn. Learn to fail. Learn to learn from failing and begin today. Begin now. Stop waiting. So that is really a big key. If it's, you know, if you have haven't taken a walk and enjoyed the simplicity of that in a long time with a positive attitude and open mindset about the experience, today's the day to try it. Start. No. Start with where you are. <laughs> right. Just be where you are right now and allow yourself the opportunity to go, oh, wait a minute. You know, I, I know I'm supposed to be, you know, enjoying this bouquet of flowers or, you know, looking out my window, but I'm thinking about the laundry and the groceries and what I got to do and I got to go to the post office and blah, 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 blah. You know, stop. Just stop in that moment and say, wait a minute, I'm going to redirect my mind. Mind. That's part of what this is about, is redirecting your mental focus, having the discipline to be able to do that in the moment, just let go and do it now. Well, in the flow of abundance, if you think about the total of abundance in your whole uh, sense of what does that mean for you, it's different for each person, but it boils down to the unlimited of anything. You know, it's not coming at something with some kind of boundary and so as we participate with ourselves you know because a lot of this is inquiry within ourselves. hopefully you enjoy talking with yourself or being with yourself you're not always trying to get away from yourself there's a lot of ways that we can sabotage you know our connection to ourselves, and not really maybe even know it and so as we're becoming more internally aware of what we are doing, this, <laughs> it's a wake-up call. And interestingly, uh, Hugh Bryan's, there was some um, write-up on uh, basic habit patterns that we end up, you know, potentially sabotaging ourselves because, you know, there, there are things that we slip into a behavior, we're thinking we're just... Um, out participating with ourselves on something, but sometimes the behavior is not the most healthy behavior, and we might not even be fully aware of what it's doing to ourselves or to ourselves in, in relation to other th- things in our lives. And so, it's um, it's really 
taking a look at what controls these behaviors. Um, so one of, there's four different uh, habit uh, situation or patterns that can happen having to do with cravings, uh, distraction, resisting, and busyness. And I, I was thinking about these as I was contemplating what they all meant. And my gosh, you know, we all have them. You know, cravings, you know, how how often have you been doing something and then you start craving something all of a sudden because you have an emotional feeling as you're doing something and it triggers a pattern that you had brought in from past experience. And then you stop and, and now that, um, you know, you're more awake and you're asking yourself these questions it's like, well, where did that come from? You know, how would that have surfaced? And in the past, what's kind of interesting is when you really pay attention, you're going to ask yourself more questions. And so, again, it's like having a discussion with yourself. And now as you're experiencing these things, it'll bring up different feelings. Um, and so one of the, the ways that you can do this so you're, you're graceful with yourself, too, is that um, it's like having a conversation with someone else. You don't want to be treating yourself like you wouldn't want to be treated. But it's, it's how do you relate to a situation where a craving pops up and then you're now asking yourself, well, what is that? You know, where did that come from? And so you want to actually have full attention to it. You don't want to just participate with it because when you flip into um, an action moment that is related to a pattern, um, essentially becomes uncomfortable or unpleasant because the experience, once you're paying attention, doesn't feel very good. And so you're more aware of how your emotional system is going to be recording this too. So when you make a choice to actually respond to this craving by going and craving something and acting on it, you're going to feel uh, a disconnect at some point. Well, a craving is really some unmet need. It might be a shadow mm-hmm. expression of a positive need. So, you know, for an example, I, for a while, I could not get enough chocolate chip muffins. I had to have them. <laughs> like, I was berserk I every time I went to the store. So I was always eating these chocolate chip muffins, which is not really what I wanted, but it was the only thing I wanted. And I couldn't figure it out. Then I went to my nutritionist. She said, oh, you're low in magnesium. I was wow. like, What? Where did that come from? So sometimes the craving is your body's trying to get something satisfied um, or, you know, it's an unmet need um, that, you know, maybe you haven't expressed in a positive way. So it can kind of come out sideways. So if you're having cravings, as Dee Lee said, just stop and go into a state of inquiry. Make sure that you're understanding what that is about so that you can actually solve the deeper request that's Mm -hmm. actually there. You know, I was craving olives. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a certain type of olive with a certain kind of flavor and they were abundant in this one grocery until they decided to change the brand and so here we are all of a sudden with um the in the uh grocery it disappeared I went kind of into some kind of panic too because it was like wow now I can't solve my craving with this one um you know olive and uh my husband goes well you can just buy them in the can well you know there's a a big difference between something that's fresh and and also um something coming out of a can has a can taste (laughs) 
(laughs) (laughs) So I still, I found, I finally found a location, but it requires a conscious effort to go to that grocery to actually purchase these. Um, I haven't found them locally very easy to find. So I've changed my interests (laughs) 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 because they aren't there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Sometimes you got to do it. So another pattern that we find ourselves falling with um, in our uh, habit patterns is distraction. And I think um, distraction has been a continuing a growth opportunity for people because they're getting more distracted as they go through life with all of the different gizmos and the action things that are happening and do this and do that. And um, um, you can become more distracted pretty quickly. And so it's, um, it's really uh, taking a look at what, is the distraction and what's causing the distraction? You know, how do you feel about what you're doing or how you're being pulled in a certain direction? So that's one that's different than cravings. You know, it's becoming more like you make a choice that if you're getting pulled in one direction that you're going to say, okay, well, I feel like that might be possibly um, something I could relate to, but um, a lot of times in a distraction pattern, Uh, it may disappear if you just let it flow off. You know, acknowledge that it's there, but not flow with it. Well, that's one way. I think, you know, distractions can be the bright, shiny objects. Every entrepreneur I know has that one, the bright, shiny object syndrome. You know, there's 18 million things you could be doing, and all of them are exciting. (laughs) And and pretty soon you're just kind of, you're just diffused over so many projects, you're not actually getting actual traction. So that's another form of distraction. Or the client I just described, where she's hitting her own brick wall, she would rather be doing 18 bazillion things than actually being in her life. Uh, hmm. And she thinks of herself as a yogini. And I'm like, when do you have time? <laughs> what are you doing? And she never has time. But it's a story that she tells herself. So, you know, you have to look at your stories. And sometimes if you find that you're in distractions, like, you know, stop. Wait a minute. Where do you want to put your attention? Again, it's that mental discipline. Mm-hmm. So give yourself that gift. And in the, in the flow process, you know, again, this is the river. If you find you're resisting, like you were talking about the other feelings of frustration and anger and judgment, you were having, you're trying to relate to it and you're going, well, where did that come from? You know, you're resisting something. It's it's like your um, emotional system is trying to tell you something. And when you pay attention, you know, your sensations, um, not just your feelings, but your body's going to be tight. You're kind of in the fight or flight mode. And so you're going to have a different response. And when you really take a deep breath, I mean, that deep breath can change your whole system really quickly. If you really breathe and ground yourself and give yourself a sense of um, acknowledging, okay, so I got this emotional state um, and I'm in tense mode. I'm not fighting anybody i'm not in flight um what is this you know let it go and by being in that state then you can basically probably shift that part and it'll shift the focus to get it more into the behavior that you want to be having 
Well, and resistance can take a couple of different, many different forms, actually. I mean, you know, it's when you've been um, told you need to go to an event and you don't want to go, so you get, you're late, or you spill coffee on yourself and you have to go change, (laughs) or you hit all the traffic lights on the way to get to court to pay your your fines, or, you know, it's like, whatever. It's like resistance is anything that prevents you from being in the flow, and it's usually something you yourself have created, either because you just don't want to do it, or because you shouldn't be doing it. It and your system is trying to give you that clue. Mm-hmm. And so as the river flows, we can also look at it from a busyness perspective. You know, it's, you know, when you talk to people, when you ask the question, how are you doing? That's an- <laughs> another one that comes up. I'm very busy. You know, and people say that very fast and you're supposed to sit there and nod your head and go, yeah, yeah, I understand. Um, and yet, the person, I don't think they really know what they said. And they just flippantly, that's what their laundry list says, I'm busy. You know, that's supposed to be a, an okay phraseology to just respond. And, um, and in that same sense, you know, if you're really putting your attention to the point of being busy, what are you busy about? Um, what is your attention on what your behavior is? And when you're really looking at your behavior, what's coming out of that state of being is, are you running around like a chicken or are you focused on certain things and are you really, uh, do you really care how you behave and or respond to things and how do you feel with that, you know, in your guidance system? Well, and being busy can actually be a shield against connecting with people on a deeper level. Mm -hmm. So sometimes people who are insecure or who have fears or um, have a deeper need that needs to be met, they're going to cover that up by saying, oh, I'm just really busy. They just never have time to connect with anyone anywhere. They just Mm -hmm. go and and live their life, you know. So I don't uh, think they're living, though. They're just busy. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, they're, they're probably, surfing. yeah, they're surfing, but always on the superficial surface. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but, but, you know, maybe they have, and we don't know, we can't judge it, right? Because on the other hand, you know, maybe they really are trying to get through their day so they can go home and be with their loved one or take care of a parent or go volunteer at a school or, you know, who knows? I do know that uh, sometimes uh, they say that the busier someone is, the more they can get done. So if you want something done, give it to a busy person rather than a person who has lots of time because the lots of time just doesn't know how to get it done. So, well, and time is relative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And with that thought in mind, we're relative to a commercial. So <laughs> we're going to have a quick break here and be right back. Have you ever met a muse or considered the possibility that you are a muse and didn't know it? A muse inspires creativity, happiness, and imagination. And that's something we need every day to feel fulfilled in life. The challenge is that most media focuses on negativity. But now there is a place for you and other musers to connect with positive energy, new possibilities, and personal growth. Join www.themightymuser.com to discover curated content designed to bring you to your best self. Becoming a muser will have a direct effect on how you feel. And as you feel good, your life is good. 
jointhemightymuser.com. It's the choice that can change everything. Are you interested in actualizing your potential to be, do, and have more? If yes, then consider this your invitation. IntelliKey dates back to Aristotle, who used the word to describe the potential of a thing becoming itself. For example, a kitten has the IntelliKey to become a cat. So what is human IntelliKey? It's about discovering your destiny to live your freedom. Discover who you really are through one of the programs at www.humanintellikey.com. Be who you are here to be. And remember, your life is a powerful expression of potential. Whether you activate that for its highest good or not is your choice. www.humanintellikey.com. That's human, E-N-T-E-L-E-C-H-Y.com. You are listening to Mighty Gems, Spotlighting Everyday Jewels with Dee Lee. To reach the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send us an email to jewels at mightygems.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to Mighty Gems. We're talking about the uh, nugget of flow. The key here is really to separate yourself for a moment from the mindless reactions that you have experienced before that you know might lead to unhealthy behavior. And we've ta- been talking about habits that we flip into when we're not really paying attention. And each of these habits have a different effect and can ultimately block you from really feeling the unlimited abundance that's already here. So when you put your spotlight on the this and really uh, take a look at the, the different ways that you get tangled up, um, you know, there is, you know, kind of a, a mindless flow <laughs> of feelings and emotions. But essentially, when you're really paying attention, you can choose and make some uh, choices as to shifting different ways of handling these different um, habits or beliefs because they're they're really floating up and are um, blocking some of the natural flow that could be giving you full feeling of abundance and unlimited source. So it's it's important for you to acknowledge that that's your choice. That's what you want to do rather than just flowing with it. So um, you know that um, that's uh, uh, there's a great quote by Nityananda Das. I knew I wasn't going to be able to say it. <laughs> Nityananda Das. To be able to accept everything that comes our way, even the things we don't want to accept, is the art of love. However, this acceptance isn't to become conformists or martyrs. The art of accepting has to do with surrendering the need for control. It's ceasing the effort to regulate our environment and manipulate the human beings as well as the other creatures within it. When we give up our attachment to the outcome and rest our minds in a peaceful state, then we have a better chance to act free from the results. Such a state of surrender could be just be described as just being. Whatever happens is an indication that at some level we're ready for it, or at least we've got all the tools required in order to become ready and face any problem or obstacle that may arise along this path. And that's really it. I mean, you know, we haven't even talked about the frequency of love, but that's really it. When you have unconditional love for all that is, then you just go with it. <laughs> <laughs> that's in the flow. Oh. <laughs> 
Yeah. And mm-hmm. interestingly, part of the flow is, um, you know, we've been trained from way back to give, give, give as a basic output. But, you know, most people don't know how to receive. You know, mm-hmm. we haven't, we have that skill because it's part of our toolbox, but we don't really know um, how to receive something because that's also part of the abundance. You know, we've been, con- it's been conditioned out of us because we um, really are supposed to be out there, give, give, give. It's a mindset. And so when we start looking at this, how do we learn something new? Um, that's already here. <laughs> it's more like dusting it off. And part of that dusting off in our you know, focus, our own self-focus, is asking ourselves again, talking to ourself and communicating with ourself. Um, you know, how do we feel about something? Or, or by inquiring, um, how do we receive? Do we feel open and free? in certain ways or is there something that surfaces saying oh that's not something I want to be open to receive you know it's kind of an interesting flip because when we put up a block like that we are acknowledging that's a block but I don't want that Mm -hmm. so when you start having that mindset again it's like I don't want you know the system that's out here in the universe is saying oh you don't want that so no more want you know, it's, it's like and lack. Well, but it is also deciding what you really do want to choose for your life because saying yes to something means you're automatically saying no to something else. Mm-hmm. So if you're choosing to, I don't know, spend time with a friend who is not um, someone that is fulfilling for you, you're actually saying no to someone else who could be a fulfilling relationship for you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, everything's kind of a balance. It's all a trade. It's so, in the flow. It's in the flow. It's in the flow. So it's about receiving and giving. And it's about um, sharing and then taking for yourself, you know, being able to receive for yourself. So, and yeah. Shan, Shannon Tanner said, surrender is when we to- stop toiling and striving and we begin receiving and arriving. Nothing is more beautiful to experience than the inner rest that always surrender. So it's it's kind of interesting because we're out there trying to be in the flow boat and not trying. We are in the floating flow boat and we're freely trying to keep ourselves paying attention and mindful. Um, and yet there's a lot of unraveling that's going on as we go along. And so sometimes it doesn't, it's not clear when it's unraveling, it just sort of unravels in front of us. Well, the unraveling is the layers that we've accumulated mm -hmm, over time, right? mm -hmm. So as we let that stuff go, then we open to our connection with an unlimited and expansive source energy. So um, that energy will expand as we focus on it. Yeah, and Brian McGill said, a healthy surrender means allowing yourself to be rather than being in a constant state of one. So when we are focused on the ease of the process, I think that's part of it too, is the river flows and you flow with the river. You flow with the abundance. It's really easy to do. It's more of a choice. Um, When we start really getting ourselves in the way, um, we can cause ourselves to be in a a, uh, lack backfire. 
and it's kind of like a hose where the water is leaking on one end and you put money you know put water in the flow in the beginning and it may not go anywhere that you want to have it you know, it just spurts everywhere else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or it's wild, you know, it's got mm-hmm. too much direction going on. So, you know, how do you step into the flow boat? Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a concept that might expand your mind. But uh, the flow, you want to locate yourself in your boat and you want to relax. You want to notice your breath. You want to notice... That you're, there are areas of stress, you want to notice that you um, have everything that is already there. And whatever you need is you're being taken care of. And you're permeating with the light, you're with the love and the healing. And as you go through an experience like this, you know, you're going to relax and you'll be able to actually vibrate with this feeling. So as you acclimate yourself to more feelings of feeling relaxed and in the flow... Um, you're going to have a sense of contradiction sometimes with your inner connection because you're, you're surfacing with things that maybe have come up because of some kind of other situation. So you want to just you know, bless them and acknowledge them and give yourself a higher perspective so that you can actually step further into a unlimited feeling of alignment and be conscious that as you're making these daily choices, you know, you're really paying attention as you go through your 24-7 awareness. And um, it's part of building, you know, something for yourself. Um, so rather than just stepping into your day and floating along with it, um, I encourage everyone to really step into your own flow boat. And define what that means for you, because there is an endless, you know, source out here and availability for this in the um, the course of the day, you know, so you can check in with yourself and how you're feeling. Um, all parts of a river are flowing. Um, if you have negative feelings, get rid of them, acknowledge them, but let them go. They're There's a whole moving. topic of letting go that, you mm-hmm. know, will be you know, discussing down the road too, because really, you know, the unlimited focus and the breath is that whole connection. Um, So really expect your flow boat to be in the right place at the right time and available so you're properly balanced because really as a mighty gem, which is our show focus, um, we're sparkling and we're focusing on value and so, essentially, as we focus on the prospecting for Mighty Gems and, and increasing the value, it's really um, us being in the flow and stepping into our boat in the correct method. Buddha said, the trouble is you think you have time. So, we're suggesting start the flow boat journey now. And as we connect with ourselves to nature and to others in one insight, one choice and one action, it's really very um, flowing. And uh, Buddha also said, in the sky, there's no distinction of east and west. People create distinctions out of their own minds and then believe them to be true. So we're suggesting you believe you have unlimited uh, abundance and believe it. Join us next Friday in the flow. (laughs) Join us next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. And have a flowing great weekend.
thank you for joining Dee Lee for Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels. Be sure to come back for another great show next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll see you here next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.